So I can put this painting on the wall and say, I was there when this was created and I am the creator of that and I am now the curator of that. But actually the real power of what um, the art is, is that actually the art doesn't stop at the end of this canvas. Hmm. The whole world is a canvas. And if we can realize that actually we're creating a canvas all the time, yeah, you and I are creating a canvas, painting a canvas every second of every day. And then the question is, what type of canvas do you want to create? Do you want to create a canvas which is your nightmare? Or do you want to create a, a canvas which is your dreams? And that, that, it appears to be a choice. Actually, it's not a choice. It's actually paradoxically not a choice. When you accept all the fears of your nightmare, they dissipate. Mm. and what you're left with is love that's mm. not a choice it's just what's left and therefore whatever you create comes from love and that is a masterpiece wow wow Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you joined us. Today's guest is Alexander Inchbald. Listen, uh, this conversation, like, I don't know how often you can tell when I get excited or I'm, you know, like I get loud. And I got to be careful with the microphone here, but I, I was fired up on this conversation. Uh, Alexander is on a mission to help create 10,000 rainmakers. And you may be like, what, what is a rainmaker? Well, a rainmaker is like this work that he's doing um, called helping people create their masterpiece. Now, these are all big words, right? But if, if, if you, until you hear this episode, you're going to miss it because you're going to think, oh, that's so out there. I, I'm, not, I'm not a rainmaker. I'm not a, I don't have a masterpiece. Well, not only is he an artist, and if you look at some of his videos, you'll see him actually painting in a blizzard. Like there's paintings of him with, like I don't even like to – stand in the snow <laughs> let's i mean well as long as i'm just in and out of the snow but like he's painting in a blizzard he's creating a masterpiece of this glacier that in a blizzard i mean that's you have to be dedicated and passionate and and willing to go through the bumps and bruises and i think it's all about perspective like if you're an artist and you are out painting something, you may need to paint it in the midst of whatever elements are out there doing the craft that you are passionate about. If you're a photographer, you may have to go to climb some big mountains. You may have to dig into a cave. You may have to, whatever the thing you're passionate about, you're going to go there. And people on the outside will be like, you, that doesn't make any sense. They may even think there's something wrong with you. I mean, imagine, like I'm running an organization that I've been running as a teacher, started off in 2004, 19 years almost. And sometimes I'm like, do I know what I'm doing? On the outside, it could easily look like maybe you should go just go get a secure, safe job, right? I think a lot of people go after safe and secure, and I don't think anything's wrong with that. But man, every day I wake up, I am on fire for this dream that I'm trying to build in the world. There's not a day I don't go by and thinking about, 
It's not a day. I say that right. There's not a day that goes by where I'm not thinking about the Million Mask Movement, Ever Forward Club, the young men that we get to work with, the young men we've already worked with, the young men who've already graduated, the young men who are in school right now. Like it is what I wake up thinking about, and it is what I go to bed thinking about. Maybe that's too much for you. Maybe that seems obnoxious, but I'm clear that it brings me the most joy. It brings me the most fire, the most passion, the most excitement. When I hear from a teacher or a principal or a parent who is having a struggle with their student, with their child, with their with their sons, I have ideas that just pop out of nowhere, like just because it is what I think that I was put here for. And I'm so excited that you get to hear this conversation with Alexander. Look, we... Uh, he, he shares some really powerful things. He shares a story about Vincent Van Gogh. Now, listen, he was talking about this artist, and he was giving me the story of the background of the artist. And I think that deep down, like, I probably should have known who this artist was. I mean, when you say the name Van Gogh, you're like, oh, yeah, I know Van Gogh. is a famous artist. But I didn't know the story of Van Gogh. I didn't know that. I mean, you got to listen to Alexander tell the story. But he actually shares a mask that you gotta check out and if you're not watching this you're gonna hear it you can look at our instagram page and you'll be able to see an image of the of the mask that he um shared um the the image that he created man i, I just want you to know that this conversation has inspired me even more because the work that we are going to be doing as a result of the million mask movement as a result of these conversations as a result of this podcast as a result of you sharing this with somebody who shares it with somebody who gets inspired and then connects us to somebody and then shares it with somebody. Like I have a feeling, I, I believe that we're going to normalize having men from all over the world who can talk about how we feel in a healthy way, who have permission in spaces to unmask and hopefully the world will at some point be okay with that. But until then, we will keep creating the space. We will keep making this podcast available for those who want to see that it is possible. And so today's conversation with Alexander Inchbald about creating your masterpiece. Are you ready to create your masterpiece? I hope so. Listen, in this conversation, Alexander and I, we share our masks publicly. So you don't have to do that. You can show your mask anonymously at millionmask.org. And listen, there's three steps. You draw a picture and you write words on the front of the mask. These are things that you gladly let the world see. That's the front of the mask. And then the back of the mask are things that you don't usually talk about. You don't usually let people see. You choose what things you share in this anonymous activity. Alexander and I are sharing ours publicly. But I hope that as you create your mask online, and this mask is for everyone, so you know everyone can go and make a mask. I hope that you feel liberated. And as you see other masks of people around the world, I hope you feel, oh, I'm not alone. And I want you to know that uh, there is more to you. There is more to me. There's more to all of us than anyone can see by just looking at us. And that's why we invite people to take off the mask. Thank you so much. Enjoy today's episode. Alexander Inchbald, it is so glad to have you on the show. Welcome to the show. Ashanti, it's such a pleasure to be here, a genuine pleasure. Really looking forward to the conversation and taking up the mask. 
Oh, man. You know, um, we, we, we were already kind of laughing before we got started. And I'm like, oh, we should have recorded all that funny stuff. Like, it's, <laughs> it, you know, these conversations sometimes start before they start, you know. And I think what I, I hope that we begin to normalize is opportunities for men to come together, to not have to talk about career and work and promotions and how much I make in my cars, but to be able just to, like, learn and laugh and enjoy company and community. I think that's what I'm really hoping. So with that said, we, you know, we felt we already have just, we already started, but let's, um, would you introduce yourself to folks? What do you want them to know about you as we jump into these, uh, these masks? Oh, well, uh, where can I start? I guess I should start by saying I'm, I'm an artist. Um, and I, I call myself a climate artist. Um, so I go out and I paint in the mountains and, those experiences have literally changed my my life. So I, I moved to the Alps 19 years ago, and I came here um, because I just love the mountains. And I thought what I wanted to do was ski, and I started painting again. So I, I and I always wanted to be an artist. And then at the age of 16, my dad says to me, uh, "Son, I don't think you'll ever make money as a professional artist, or ever make enough money as a professional artist. So I suggest you go into business." So part of my life is is in the world of art and I, I paint and I've had all these mystical experiences from which I may share uh, in our conversation. And then the other part of my life, I help leaders, um, individuals, teams, organizations to create their masterpiece, which is what is it they can create, you know? And often that ends up being a project around sustainability if it's a business or it ends up being a book you know, best-selling book or a new business or a new venture or a new platform. And yeah, we've done some pretty extraordinary things. We've touched billions of lives over the last few years. Oh man. Well, you know, uh, you know, I'm trying to write a book. Yeah. Now maybe you knew that. I don't know if you knew that, but you, you know it today. I so, know it now. <laughs> and, 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 I, and we have a movement that this, the mass that you and I are going to make is a part of this movement that I, that I have a vision of, of impacting a million lives. And so I'm really excited to be in this conversation because I'm looking, I look forward to learning more about how, how, what the skills you've learned to do that can, can help us in our, in our work, right? Because our work is really around heartfelt connection and community, healthy relationships. And so I'm um, thank you for being here on the show today. Hey, Shanti, if I can help you in any way with your book, it would be a, a genuine pleasure and a privilege. Oh man! Well, let's see. As the guest, uh, you get the chance to go for, or to decide who goes first. So either you want to go first, sharing your mask, or you want me to go first. But as the guest, you get to choose. And I'm uh, looking forward. As an artist, I'm, I'm not an artist, but I, but I've uh, tapped, I've dabbed into this idea of like letting myself just be uh, a person who who tries to create something. You know. Look, I'm, I'm going to invite you to go first, if only because I'm new to the show. And, um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I was telling you earlier, I'm like, I'm like, you might end this show, like, uh, you know, the moment you see the mask, you actually, you know, have a technical problem and like that'd be the end of the show. And so I want it to go on for as long as possible. Um, so, you know, I'm going to invite you to go first and, and, uh, and, and just, you know, enjoy watching you. Oh, man. Well, well listen. We we have you know we've had a hundred plus masks and they're all unique and different and um and I try and like make a new one every time to like 
for my own like wellness and be like, oh, that's a new one. And so I was in uh, San Francisco um, the other day meeting with one of our young people and uh, and there was this image on the wall and uh, the other night I had uh, gotten these paint pens. And so I, this is not the actual image that I painted the other day but that was on the wall, but it it's uh, inspired by, how about that? It's inspired by. So let me show you the mask. Here's my, here's what I, here's what I created today. So oh, this wow. is, this is the image and uh, the image on the wall was a lot more detailed, just a mural in San Francisco. And so uh, that's the inspira- inspired by that art at the 24th street BART station, which is a lot of excitement. And uh, let me tell you this. I wrote today, I wrote dedicated, excited. And the last one is blank for a reason. I don't I was like, what am I actually feeling? Like, you know, like, I've had this weird feeling today where my my office manager, she could see it like I was like stirring. I, maybe the word would be stirred. I feel like stirred, like a like I make kombucha, you know, and kombucha has this mm. sediment that goes to the bottom. And I don't really like the sediment. I like to pour it when I can get the clear elixir. Um, but there's a lot of good properties in the sediment, right? There's a lot of good the yeast and probiotics in the in the sediment and i know that even though i always try and pour it off clear and so i always walk in like i'm doing fine like i'm trying to be just like i'm good i'm good and then she'll be like is everything okay and i'm like yeah i'm good i'm good and i know what's happening is that the sediment is mixing in to my clarity of everything is fine and i don't have an answer for it so my best answer is i'm i'm fine i don't even know what it what feels stirred up in me and so that's today the mass dedicated to this work, to this mission, to this work, to this and giving all I got, sometimes giving from my tomorrow self, you know, because I got to borrow some hours from tomorrow, for, you know, to get all the stuff done and knowing that that's not effective anymore and really trying to get more effective. And I think there's that clunky part between like, like I'm getting some new systems in place, like putting in work hours in my day that I'm working on getting stuff done as opposed to just kind of like running from thing to thing. And it's, it feels clunky in this moment, right? Like it's like, so I think that's what I'm, I feel it. I feel it showing up on the outside, although I don't really want it to show up on the outside. I really want to keep my composure and cool, calm, and I got it all figured out, but I am dedicated. I am excited. And that blank one right there was more, I'll, I'll use the word stirred today. I feel stirred. I feel that people mm-hmm. today are seeing a little, and I'm also in a cleanse of my system, right? I'm trying to eat healthier. I'm juicing once a day. I'm like, my body's like, dude, where's our junk? <laughs> where's our where's our fuel and our, 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 you know, the stuff we love to snack on and lick our fingers for it. I'm not feeding any of that stuff anymore. And so my body's like having a battle. And I, and I'm, I'm, I'm tired of letting it win. I'm tired of letting the, the addictions win. So I'm, uh, anyway, that's normally not what it's seen, but today I think it's being seen. So I'll stop there. That's the front of my mask. Shanti, I love that. I, I, um, you know, I observe a lot of people stirred up right now. A lot of people stirred up, stirred up about all sorts of things. And all the things we're stirred up about, they're all outside. But what's stirring us up really 
is our minds. Yeah. Our minds are stirred up. And um, and then we see all this stuff outside and yeah. Yeah. and we and we look at it and we go, we go, it's out there, and and we very rarely point the finger back at us. Yeah. But I'm sure you've heard this this quote, you know, when you point a finger out there, there are three fingers pointing back at you. Mm. And um and I also saw a quote today, which I'm sure you've seen before from Mark Twain. Have you heard this one about there, there's a whole lot of ants and fire ants in a jar. And when they're in the jar, the fire ants and the ants are perfectly at peace. But if you take the jar and you shake the jar, the fire ants and the normal ants start killing each other. Mm. So the question Mark Twain asked is, who stirred the jar? <laughs> Who stirred the jar? <laughs> and if you look at where the world is right now, who stirred mm. the jar? <laughs> oh man, it's stirred up. It's so stirred, stirred up. up. Right? Oh my, I gotta write that down. Yeah. I had not heard that quote before, but yeah. it's locked in. Yeah, I mean, I, I've just. Like if you find the original quote, it's far more eloquent because it was Mark Twain. So I just, <laughs> but this is the gist of it, right? Well, it's exactly the, the thing, right? And and we, I, I see it, I feel it. I it's happening in the surroundings. It happens when I'm getting myself ingested in here. Sometimes not being mindful of what I'm ingesting too, right? Yeah. Like my my yeah. diet of social media sometimes a little bit unhealthy, right? Yeah, look, oh. it's our diet. It's our, but but it it, it comes from the mind, mm. and and then we see it in the world outside. You know, I I went up to the mountains in July and I painted the longest glacier in Europe. It's called the Alet Glacier, and and it's this twenty kilometer, like fifteen sixteen mile long glacier, and it's beautiful. It goes all the way up to the Eiger and the Jungfrau, like these epic mountains. And and it comes all the way down, and and I stood there, and like this whole curve of this glacier, and you know I painted, and and right at the end, this storm comes in and actually blows the canvas onto me, and I'm holding the canvas like this, and there's two guys come up and hold the canvas, like two men holding the canvas in the wind, and I'm painting as they're holding the canvas. Oh man! So there's so many messages in how here. How how often do men come and hold? something for another man how often do we actually hold other men and and yet here's this glacier and six percent six percent of the glaciers in switzerland disappeared this year one year six percent of the glaciers disappeared we had the we had the hottest october in record like i was out in a shirt in october it should be snowing <laughs> oh my goodness and, and and you look at it and you go, that's stirred up. So who stirred it up? Who we? Hmm. Mm. I I did not know about the that that loss of the glaciers. I did not was not aware of it. I've never I've never been to Switzerland, which now you're make. I don't like cold. So first of all, congratulations <laughs> on the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but for people who, who enjoy the cold, that's not a good thing, right? So you're like, what's happening? And I, man, um, it's almost like one of them things that 
was like, uh, have you heard of the flywheel? I think uh, Jim Collins talks about this idea of the flywheel when he talks about organizations and growth, right? Like you, one person with, with a wild idea starts pushing against the flywheel and slowly it's not moving and maybe inching, inching, like just like what is going on? I'm putting all this energy and time in it. Um, you probably um, – and, and what happens is you, you try and encourage other people to get inspired and then they come and help push a little bit more on the flywheel. And once you get the flywheel going, uh, it, it, you, you can't even really stop it. Right. It's like it's going without you. Like you no longer need to be the person doing all the meetings and all the things and all the tasks and all the events because there's other people that have got it moving to a place where it's kind of moving by itself. And I think that's what maybe part of the thing you're talking about this idea is like well there was all these little things that were happening that people were doing and ignoring and not paying attention to and mindlessly behaving in the world in a way that was like oh nothing's not going to happen oh that's just nonsense and then all of a sudden now we're like how do we reel it in and because every because the population is so big of people and behaviors that are at and attitudes and thoughts and ignoring reality then it's harder to slow it down it's harder to slow down the process of what has already been happening even though people are you seem thinking people are smarter than ever before but we oftentimes are still sucked into old patterns you know yeah for sure look um the way i see it is there there are two really big issues in the world right now one we've just mentioned the climate the environment and the second is equity and the mm -hmm. two are related. And until we have equality, and uh, we won't address the climate, we won't address mm -hmm. the environment. These two are absolutely related. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, a lot of the work that I do is is about that. So um, you know, I'll come on to my mask in a second. But uh, as we've started talking about the painting and the mask is related to that. You know, a few years ago, I, I created a series called When I Was White, white mm. right? And, and it was this whole series of When I Was White, all in the mountains, white and white and white, which is actually quite a difficult thing to do. But I, I just got into it, and a friend of mine suggested I do it. And, um, and before that, I, I created a colored series, and I, I renamed it uh, afterwards When I Was Colored. Mm. And then I went on this uh, retreat, um, on the west coast of the states at the Esalen Institute. And I'm British, right? So, you know, if you look back into my ancestors and you look back into my heritage, it's not like we Brits did a lot of good in the world. You know, if, if you look in, um, take South Africa, right? You know, where did the concentration camp start? Well, it was the British in the Boer War. And they held women and children in concentration camps, and they, um, and then they uh, drew the men, the Afrikaners, to save their women and children. We slaughtered them. So mm -hmm. it wasn't the Germans, you know, the Nazis in the Second World War that created concentration camps. It was the British. And then you look at India. You know, tens of millions of people killed through famine in the 1950s and 1960s purely through British negligence. Wow, wow, wow. So okay, I was there and we had this really, really diverse group of people in the room. And I suddenly felt, you can feel all this energy, right? And I felt all this energy. And I, I, 
I cried and cried and cried. And, and I went to mm. the art. They had an art studio there. And I went there and I just painted this painting in a rage. And it was the first black painting I ever painted. And it was just like this. It was just, I was like, I was so angry, so angry at, at what, you know, what, what has been done in the world. Yeah. And that ultimately led to, yeah, I don't really can see these behind me. There, there are two black paintings behind me. And so uh, I think it was about two years ago, I started the When I Was Black series. Mm. And after I, after I started it, I discovered that all of our ancestors, like if you think about it, we all come from the Great Rift Valley in Kenya or South Africa, right? One or the other. And there's a debate between the two. Yeah. But all of us, all of our ancestors had tan skin. So this whole mm. idea of, you know, two different colors is a total illusion. Yeah. And, and I'm like, and, and this to me is about the mask. It's not just yeah. the mask yeah. of our job. It's the mask of our, of our age. It's the mask of our race. It's the mask of our gender. It's the mask of our uh, whatever. Ooh. Right? Yeah. And that's what's stirred up right now. And so, Ashanti, I just love what you're doing. It's so oh, important we. what you're doing. Oh, we. I love, I love the way you just said that. The, the, all the different layers of mass that we have and that and, and that's so that's so real and so i thank you thank you for that um oh man all right well i i think it's your turn i think it's your turn it for the front. Turn. yeah so the front and then oh man yeah I, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm so excited to hear your stories of, of about and when you're in creation mode so i'm i'm excited <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll get to that but but before we get to that, I'm, I'm gonna give just a little bit of a build-up here, right? Because okay. if I put the mask on, you'll be like, what? Like, like, I don't get this. So a little bit of a build-up, right? So 10 years ago, um, I'm speaking to my, to my friend who's a spiritual astrologist, and I'm, I'm having a session with her. And we're talking about famous artists, right? And I'm like, mm. you know, the period that I'm creating at the moment, it's like really full of energy and these really powerful colors. And... And, and I resisted one artist, and you'll guess the artist, right? So he, he lived in France, and he, he painted in Provence, and he painted these beautiful, powerful colors. And he only spent two years painting basically every single painting that we know, and, and then he died. And he, he only sold two paintings in his life, and both of them were to his brother, right? And, and his brother was called Theo. And, um, and, and, I, and I said to him, I said, look, I kind of have this resistance to this artist. And yet I seem to be painting like this artist. Hmm. And, um, and I started reading his, his biography, and it's like this thick, this amazing biography about this guy. And so many words have been printed and read. And I think so much of it has been misunderstood. And, and he famously said, I paint with my heart and at my soul, and in the process, I lost my mind. And we focus hmm. on the fact that he lost his mind, right? And... I don't think we really fully understand that actually to go out of your mind mm. is to be able to truly create. And if, if, you, if you ever ask yourself the question, just think about this question for a second. When do your best ideas come to you? <clears throat> and your best ideas come to you actually you know, when you're cooking, cleaning, walking, talking, um, mm. on a train, on a plane, gardening, horse riding, doing whatever you love, basically, in the yeah. shower, in the bath. On the toilet, when you wake up first thing in the morning, when you go to sleep last thing at night, and yeah. what you look at when you realize it is that all of these moments are when we go out of our mind. 
And this guy, this guy whose mask was created, I didn't create it, but he, he, like I went to Venice and I saw this mask created by this incredible mask maker who's made masks for Hollywood. Oh, you know, the, the place where masks were born, not, not the mask we put across our mouth, but the masks that, like the Venetian mask, right? The proper Venetian mask. This is a proper Venetian mask I'm about to show you. But let me go back to Eliza, my, my spiritual astrologist. And I said to her once, I said, look, am I related? Like, am I a, 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 an incarnation of, of him? And she checked, right? Like with her guides. And yeah. she, she's been right more often than she's been wrong. She was the only person who predicted my daughter would be a girl. Everyone else said, it's going to be a boy. <laughs> and, and, and she goes, yeah, you are. Now, whatever that means, right? Like, oh, let's man. not overblow this one. Like, it may just mean that I can tap into his energy. So yeah. the, the, the mask, the mask is this, right? And I'm actually going to put the mask on. Okay. So this okay. Is, this is the mask. Okay. Look at that. <sighs> That's very realistic it is the last time i showed it um and look the, it's, it's created by um la bottega the the mascara by a guy called baldwin sergio so let me just share that as well because this Ooh, guy wee. is an incredible artist so i didn't create the mask yeah. but you can see it's just this beautiful beautiful mask and it even has the the bandage where he cut his ear off and he cut his ear off because he found out that that day, Paul Goga, um, the, 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 the artist, you know, the post-impressionist artist who he'd shared a house with, the other house in Arles, for six weeks, was going to leave. And he was so upset that, that Gauguin was going to leave that he cut his ear off. And he took it round to this woman he'd fallen in love with. And he handed it to her in a wrapped up like in a package, like this bleeding ear. And oh. he, cut, he cut, cut the full thing off, right? Like not just the, the, the lobe, but he cut the full ear off, right? And, oh. and he, he handed it to her and he was in love with this woman. And, and he thought, he actually believed that um, through this, he would help with her salvation. Okay. But the reason he did it was not because his friend was leaving, but because he felt his vision was being destroyed. So what was his vision? His vision was to create an artist community of the South. In other words, a movement which would bring into the world a new form of art. Mm. Now, he did this, but he didn't do it in his lifetime. Mm. So he's changed the whole of modern art. Before him, we painted with our minds. Everything was supposed to be technically correct. Okay, so there's the impressionist, I get that, Monet, and Pissarro and people like that, but they were still painting, they, they were painting an impression of what they saw. He was painting from his heart and his soul. Hmm. And that inspired not only every form of modern art, but it inspired everyone who's ever created anything from the heart to create from the heart. So you could say it's influenced the entirety of modern creation. All modern creation that we say needs to hmm. come from the heart and the soul you could actually trace back to Vincent and you could say that he influenced that. So even though he was devastated by the fact that Gauguin left and cut off his ear, he, wow. he still created this movement. He only sold two paintings. And here's the scary thing. 
he had to leave his body because his mind was so powerful that it stopped his art from being recognized. So when you talk about being stirred up, what I hear is the mind is stopping the divine flow, our heart, whatever you call it, our soul from flowing through us and creating what we're here to create. It's the only thing that can stop us. So what's behind the mask? Because I, I come onto these these shows, right? And I come onto my Zoom chats and I like I have pictures behind me and beautiful shows of like views and pictures of the mountains where I've been painting. And yeah. what lies behind this is the same energy as him. The belief that somehow I'm not quite enough. You know, the belief that sometimes I need to push a little bit harder in order for people to hear me. Mm. That sometimes I don't entirely feel secure. And so I need to grab things. And, and this was the energy behind his creative mania. I mean, he painted 60 paintings in 60 days. Do you know how hard that is? That's like, that's, that's incredible. But he did that because that was the only time that he was out of his mind. In other words, the only time that he was in peace. So how does that translate? Like if I look at it for me, how do we stop being addicted to doing, how do I stop being addicted to doing things out here? How do I stop being addicted to doing things out here and just accept me but with all my wounds, with all my, my cuts, with all my bruises, mm. that I'm just another passenger on this planet, another soul that's incarnated in the body. And those wounds are in a sense my greatest gift because if I can just be with these, yeah. not try and change them, but just be with them, be with the pain, be with the scars, then I transmute them, not just for me, but I transmute them for everyone that I connect to or everyone I'm connected to. And, and that, I think, is, is why I'm here. And that's what the, the, the painting has taught me, that actually when I take off this mm. and I stop pretending that I'm somebody else and I just yeah. accept that I'm just me, yeah. then, um, then that's what can, can, can occur. Does that make sense? Ooh-wee. Man. I just got, oh man, it makes sense in a lot of ways, in so many different ways. <clears throat> in this journey of like, first of all, thank you for sharing that story. I did, I did not know that story. I did not, I mean, I, I have like all these, no, I'm like, oh my goodness, I got, I got some, some, some learning to do still, always. <laughs> um, Real thanks high. for sharing your story. I think it was interesting how you weave together in your own journey of that. Because I think, you know, in our work, we invite people to take a journey from the their mind, the head to the heart, right? I think there's a quote that says, the longest distance that most people travel is the 18 inches between their head and their heart, right? And so we get stuck in here running around. And if I was just to be like, okay, what do what, what am I needing right now? Hmm. Well, maybe I just need to rest but my head says you can't be resting you as it's tuesday you gotta be working what are you doing mm -hmm. how dare you think about resting on a tuesday and so therefore i run back into the head like okay i can't i can't listen to that right now i can't listen to that need i can't listen to that calling of my heart to say stop put it down go for a walk 
take a hike, go to the ocean, listen to the waves. Like, like, but my head is always trying to like perfect the experience of others as opposed to maybe perfecting the experience of me and not perfect in any sense of like perfection, but like what I'm in need of right now in this moment to feel more whole. Yeah. 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 And, and just, you know, just listening to the heart and being with that and also listening to the gut because the gut is this, this other receptor. And I was talking to a friend the other day about this and he went on a, an MDMA trip. I don't know whether we can talk about that on, on, on the show. Absolutely, but, absolutely. Um, it's in. It's out there. So, uh, and he was like, he was like, he, he got to see. We had this amazing conversation. He got to see the mind like this. He got to see the heart. You know, this this place of love and truth. And he said, you know, we we so often talk about this relationship, and we forget that so much of the stuff, so much of the ancestral stuff. The ancient wounds are actually held deep in the gut. And he saw this. He was like, we have to go there and just be with this stuff. Not try and do anything with it. Just be with it. Because, mm. you know, the, the the more you're with it, as the Dalai Lama put it, you know, every master has experienced intense suffering. And in fact, that's the way to compassion. It's the way to joy, mm. is to go through the intense uh, suffering. Archbishop Desmond Tutu put it like this. He said, "He said if you transmute it, like the more you mm. transmute it, and, that, and that's not transform it. It's like just be with it, mm. and then what happens is magically it shifts. It just it just dissipates. And you know the amazing thing is that when it goes, what you're left with is love, like not 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 the Valentine, you know, soft eros kind of love." But yeah. it's deep, profound love, compassion, yeah. true, profound love, when you just sit with it. Wow. And in my experience with sitting in that, is that it's not comfortable. It's, no. It's not fun <laughs> sometimes. It's not, it's like, I'd rather just have some cookies right now. And and I think, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. And 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 which is which is which for me is deeply connected to my own gut system because my gut gets fooled with a bunch of sugar and a bunch of flour, then things that I would say I have oftentimes an unhealthy relationship with. And so it, it actually keeps me out of being in my heart with what I'm feeling in the, 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 the pain, the worry, the doubt, the fear, the old stories, because I can just go into like, Oh, I'm going to just soothe it. I'm going to just soothe that discomfort. And instead of feeling it, I'd rather feed it. Yeah. Yeah. You're so spot on. I mean, you look at, you know, you look at Gandhi, he got to five items of food a day. Right. And that included the medicine. So he would eat five things, including the pill. Or you look at Buddha. Buddha became an Eastad, which means he basically starved himself for a few years. So he, mm. he tried this. He went through that period of suffering and literally cleaned the entire body out. And it was only after he gave up and sat under the Bodhi trees and he goes, he suddenly became enlightened. Mm. And the same, same, with, same with Gandhi. So 
I agree with you. We we reach for whatever distraction is there, and it, and it can be food, can be that cookie, can be the mobile phone. Like we 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 grab it and we go. You know what? I just go and check out Insta because hey, I've had a tough day, and or it could be. I know what I just yeah like, I just go and uh, <laughs> I, I'll just go and check my emails like, like I, I won't go and, I won't go and have the conversation with the wife that I need to have but, you know I just go I just go and like I'll go there and I'll avoid that and or yeah. I'll just avoid sitting in the pain yeah. and so we or, or we don't go and do the, the you know the one thing we hate doing yeah. at work yeah. like there's always one thing right like. You know, whether it's finances or or admin or that email which is sat in your email box, and you'll always find a way around it. And that's just the mind tricking you, going, "I don't want to go into that emotion because behind it's the emotion, right?" So you're like, "But oh, I, I, I know that's not for me, man." Oh man! And if and if I was to take a picture of this desk, like I've created this <laughs> image for you. Which is, I think, pretty amazing, right? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's great. But inches from that camera, inches, there is a madness brewing that is is getting higher and higher. And because I can, <laughs> I can pretend like I'm looking at the screen, I'm I can ignore all of this, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's easier to not i don't yeah. want to clean this desk I, I do want it clean yeah i want it clean yeah i just not yet made it a priority to do, be the one who cleans it yeah and they do say tidy desk tidy mind Ooh, says the man that's... obviously you know not confessing to the fact that his desk is not immaculate do you know what <laughs> we, we moved we moved to our, our home. We we, we uh, bought our dream home literally uh, like two months ago. So it's right over Lake Geneva with the mountains and the lake, and it's just stunning and beautiful. And it's designed perfectly for us. It's like, oh my God, it's got the bedrooms for the children, the studio for my Ukrainian mother-in-law because she can't be in Ukraine at the moment. Mm. But I got my desk back, like this beautiful desk. And um and it's it's like it's like this long, right? And it's it's in my atelier, in my studio, right? And 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 I had this, had a desk like this. It was just like just wider than the computer. And oh. on the desk, obviously, I had everything like in the old place. I had everything neatly arranged. But now I've kind of got everything neatly arranged, kind of spread out, and <laughs> you get the picture, right? Oh man, I think I'm gonna just uh, just for the sake of this, I'm gonna take a picture of this, and I'm gonna be like, "This I'm committing to improving this between all that." Right, I, and... All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal, Ashanti. Yeah, I will commit to do exactly the same. Okay, I will commit. So it's 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 uh, look, we're recording this pretty late in Switzerland time, so I'm gonna give myself a break, and I, but I'm gonna do it tomorrow. It's gonna be the first thing I do. Like first oh, you're thing about tomorrow doing it, morning. You're talking about doing it soon. Oh, you talking about like you said tomorrow. Yeah, oh. yeah. I'm, I'm I'm committing to do it tomorrow. Oh I'm my gonna, goodness! I'm gonna I, I was gonna to say tomorrow, yeah. I was gonna give myself at least a month. Okay, we <laughs> we put we pushing this, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. Let me let me let me let me make a reasonable commitment. Well, look, don't, okay. Don't, you know, I, I don't know how bad your desk is. So, you know, as, the, as, the, as the saying goes, how do you eat an elephant? Like piece by piece. One bite at a like, time, like, right? Okay. Yeah, one bite at a time. So, okay. 
Um, right, before Friday. Before Friday, I will okay. be complete. Before Friday. Okay, well, look, don't look. I tell you what, feel what your yeah. heart and your gut are telling you. Don't don't like don't like go right. I'm going to do it by that deadline. I know that I can tidy my desk first thing tomorrow morning. It's it's like it just needs a little bit of a tidy. So it's going to take me like. <laughs> not even 10 minutes right and i haven't done it but if it's going to take you longer than 10 minutes then like is if it's like you don't have to tell me how long it's going to take but just you know break it down into right no it's bad I mean, it's i'm telling i'm really i think i need five days i think i need five days because it's okay, okay yeah it's good but it's gonna okay. happen it's like it's like a it's moment of like oh okay why why haven't i what am I? Res- what am I resisting? What are you resisting? What are you resisting? And I think at? that the same thing. Like, there's a room in my. It's a room in my house that has become the room that it mirrors this desk, right? Yeah. And it's like, why? And I don't like it. I don't like going in there. I don't like yeah. pa- even passing by it because I see it and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. And so this is a. It's on my own commitment to myself and to like. Even just in this moment of like being aware of it, like okay, the discomfort of the not eating yeah. the things that bring a temporary comfort. The same thing. What am I not trying to deal with? What am I not? What am I not yeah. willing to let myself feel? I think those are they're all really connected. You know, I, I agree. So my 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 invitation to you, and you can refuse this, mm. is actually to spend as long feeling the energy of what you're avoiding as actually doing the action. Because the risk is that you and I clean our desks and then two days later, they're in the same state because actually we didn't deal with the underlying energy. And so, you know, that's just another mask. Like we might as well just put the mask on and, and fake it again and be a fraud again. And just like, you know, pretend that we're somebody we're not. Um, for me, the only way to actually really change is to go into it. And there are there are slower mm. and faster techniques. We, we we use some in the masterpiece pathways, um, but there are there are thousands of different modalities. And this is not this is not affirmations. Like affirmations only goes into the positive. <laughs> what we're talking about <laughs> is going into the dark, going deep underground. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I I agree, and I think I've. I've made the same recent commitment around my health, right? I've had a, a season in my life where I, I mean, I got down to my ideal pant size. And I remember in those moments when it was like, and it's been happening recently, a lot of just like really weird wake reawakening, right? Because I think people were like, dude, you're getting too skinny, right? Now, right now, I'm on the opposite end of that. Like I am way too big, right? And no one's saying you're getting too big. But 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 the other end when I was healthy and feeling like lighter on my feet than I ever have, I remember like why and, and le- allowing allowing these messages to like permeate. And I think it's like, oh, you know, there's this recent this um comedian comedian who passed away. Um I don't remember his name after my mind right now, but what I remember seeing was people were like condolences, condolences, condolences. And the post, the pictures they were posting of this comedian were when, you know, he was he was a big, a big guy, a big stocky guy, but he was, he was, you know, 
just a stocky, fit-looking guy, right? But the 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 when I saw him on one of his last shows, he was he was not looking like those pictures, right? And I remembered in my mind wondering, did anybody tell him? Like, I don't know all the story. I don't know the background. I just know what I saw and what I experienced, right? Did anybody tell him? Did anybody tell him that that his health was like visibly falling apart? That I know for me, people don't tell me. Mm. Like I had to have somebody take a picture of me and then post it. And I'm like, who is that? Who is that in that picture? Mm. And realizing I was in I was sad, I was embarrassed. I was like, can I take it down? Like I was but it was me seeing myself in a different way outside from the outside looking in. And I realized that that's part of the work too. Like what am, when I get into these, this part of my journey, I'm like, Oh yeah, what am I not addressing? And so this is part of the stirring today. So I'm really glad that we're having this conversation and I really appreciate you for this. Likewise, genuinely, genuinely appreciate the conversation because we, none of us have this conversation enough, um, but least of all men have this kind of conversation. You know, when, mm-hmm. when, we, when we run the, the, the online program, it's really interesting. The last three cohorts, so we're talking, I think it's 25 people. Okay. Out of those 25 people, one has been a man. Mm-hmm. Wow. One has been a man. And we're doing deep work. I mean, we're going into all of that kind of stuff um, in order to create a masterpiece because a masterpiece, by definition, the mind has to be still. I take that quote. The mind has to be at peace. Because if it's if it's if it's stirred up, if it's you know bringing stuff into yeah. the thoughts, then they will go straight into the painting. They'll go straight into whatever it is you're creating, your book, and that's not a masterpiece. That is a reflection of your state of mind at Um, the point of creation. But a true creation is just the energy passing straight through. It's interpreted by the individual. So a Michelangelo is different than a Jackson Pollock. We can tell that, and it's different from a, a Claude Monet. We know that if we look at those three different paintings, we'll go, that's one, that's the other, and that's the other. So the identity is important, but they are channeling the same energy, the same creative force through them, and they're not allowing their mind to get in the way. Mm. The mind is is not polluting during the act of creation. So a lot of the work we do is is, is exactly this. And yet, I don't see enough men stepping up. It's interesting when we do the offline series that we go around the world, um it's almost all men so the men do step up there they seem to want to do it face to face and not do it online mm-hmm. Go figure. how how often how do people i mean this is a great place for this how how do people find this like how do they now that you told us about it i've learned about it for the first time so how do people find it how do people find like do they just go on the website sign up and then wait for the next one or where are you at in that yeah, process well, there's, uh, there's a couple of ways of doing it. Um, I mean, if you just take my name down and you just Google my name, there's only one of me in the world and you'll find my website. And 
the surnames, not the first name. And you'll find my website and you'll find uh, all the pathways um, that, that we offer online, offline. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn. So if you just go to, I think it's linkedin.com forward slash be creative everywhere, I think is, mm. you'll find that. Um, but again, if you just Google my name, you'll find that LinkedIn pops up pretty much in, in the search terms. And I'm, I'm regularly there. Um, I'm not so much on Insta or, or Facebook. I'm present there, but I'm not so active there. Yeah. And we run, um, you know, the, the community that I founded, I guess, we run purpose sessions every week. Um, so yes. some of my partners run the purpose sessions, and that's something that I created using Simon Sinek's work. But I, I took a nine-hour tool and reduced it down to a 30 minute tool. So if you turn up to one of those sessions, um, you'll, you know, you will, you'll have to wait your turn, but we'll help you work out your personal purpose. And we've mm. probably helped, um, I would think over two and a half thousand people now to work out their personal purpose. Or you could sign up to um, the insights, insights from the atelier, where we kind of have these conversations on a regular basis. So if you're not ready to commit and you just want to find out a little bit more about what we do, that those would be the two ways to find out more. You know, sign up to Insights from, from the Atelier. You'll find that on my website or um, come to a purpose session and, and work out your purpose. But if you know you want to you know, find out more, then you'll also find there's a link to set up a call. And you may well find that I'm at the end of that uh, end of that call. So um, I look forward to speaking to you if, if any of this resonates. Man, well, we're going to put all of that in the show notes and make sure that people can do that. I'm, I'm did, just, just for the, for the sake of just the, the closing of this, did you, um, did you draw one today? Did you, did you make one? I did. I did draw one as well, actually. All right, um, I, but I drew it on my tablet. Oh, okay. Is it a, is it, is a tablet what we're seeing you through or is it just, is it, can it be no, picked no, up? No, no, no. I can, oh, okay. I can pick it up. Right, so, okay. So there you go. Look at that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So that's that's normally me, right? Yeah. When I'm on Zoom, that's what it looks like. Like me sitting there with this canvas behind me. Yeah. And that's the image that I put out to the world. Yeah. And you know, I painted it around the world and and I mentioned earlier that strange things have happened, but what I wanted to share is I just wanted to share this one insight because it yeah. sounds crazy, but it happens to be true. Not only does it work on an individual level, if you go into the pain behind not cleaning up your desk, yeah, and then it doesn't happen again. Like you properly do it, you don't like just because you know, the mind kicks in <laughs> and it kicks out, right? Like a you know one of these circuit breakers. But if yeah. you do it all the way, you go all the way to the bottom of the ocean, you'll find it will change you fundamentally. It changes the genes, actually, changes the layout, changes the neurons in the brain, and and the way the brain is is uh, wired up. Um, but actually you can do this uh, with your entire climate, with the entire environment around you. Mm. So when I got in pain, I mentioned earlier to you this, this idea of the storm coming in, the yeah. weather always changes. Mm. So if you go onto my website, you'll also find videos of me painting in a blizzard, painting what? in gale force winds and those experiences are experiences where I realized that actually we are not separate from it. Doesn't matter what label you give to it, 
universe, divine, energy, God, spirit. Mm. Like you give it whatever label you want to give it. But Mother Nature, what I realize is we're not separate from it. And the only thing that creates the the idea that we could be mm. is our mind. So our mind creates a sense of separation. But when we go beyond the mind, we realize we're connected to it. MDA, MDMA helps you to do that, but actually the active ingredient in MDMA is in the pituitary gland in the brain. And that's triggered when the pineal gland opens and you connect to all of it again. And in that moment, you can actually influence any aspect of it. So I can put this painting on the wall and say, I was there when this was created and I am the creator of that and I am now the curator of that. But actually the real power of what, um, the art is, is that actually the art doesn't stop at the end of this canvas. Mm. The whole world is a canvas. And if we can realize that actually we're creating a canvas all the time, yeah, you and I are creating a canvas, painting a canvas every second of every day. And then the question is, what type of canvas do you want to create? Do you want to mm. create a canvas which is your nightmare? Or do you want to create a, a canvas which is your dreams? And that, that, it appears to be a choice. Actually, it's not a choice. It's actually paradoxically not a choice. When you accept all the fears of your nightmare, they dissipate. Mm. And what you're left with is love. That's mm. not a choice. It's just what's left. And therefore, whatever you create comes from love. And that is a masterpiece. Wow. Wow. I love that. And the delusion is that the mind thinks it has a choice. Yeah. But that's the mind. The soul, when the mind is not polluting, just goes forward. It just follows the pathway. Because it's all, no it's all in us. Mm. It's, all, it's all there. It's all there. Yeah. Yeah. And how much it gets trained out of us. Yeah. How much it gets, yeah. how much it gets yeah. nurtured out mm -hmm. of us. I, I, what you just said right there was, the, I'll paint this quick picture. I was on the train the other day, um, <clears throat> getting ready to go to a meeting. A uh, little boy comes up the escalator by himself. He's he's crying. He's pouting. He's like, you could tell he's super he's agitated. I'm like, is this kid lost? I thought he was by himself. And maybe like, you know, 30, 20 seconds later, the mom comes up with the, with another brother, his maybe brother, and he's having a fit. He's he's younger than the other brother. And uh, and you can see her getting irritated and agitated. And so I was like, oh boy. So we get on the train. They happen to get on the same train. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. And he's looking for some attention. Like he's, she's on the phone. She's on the phone. And she's like, she'd already chastised him once. And so she gets on the train and he's like standing on top of the bag, on top of the seat. And he's just like looking at her and she's on the phone and she's trying to look at her and get her attention. And I pay attention to a lot of things. And so I just watched. And then she was like, get your butt off of that bag. And then he kicks the bag on the floor and then he is like looking for this attention 
he's not getting it. And you could just see him like trying to do everything. Like I wasn't, I don't know any of the story. I just know what I saw on the outside as an outsider too. But I was just like, how often did that, like, I'm trying to get your attention. Like I'm trying to get your attention. I'm trying to get your attention. And how often do we just begin to learn that, oh, okay, 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 okay. And then I, I be parents a lot of times who are shocked that their kids don't talk to them and don't, and I'm not blaming anything. I'm just more saying like these observations is like, well, we get we get trained quickly. Okay, you're too busy, you whatever. And hey, those things sometimes are re- recurring, right? And I just That's begin to shut on. off. I just shut off. I just shut off. I just shut off. I shut down. Or I pick up this. I pick up this. I pick this. Okay, fine. I don't need I don't need attention from you. I got attention somewhere else. And then we're we get in this shock mode of like, why are they not talking? Why are they not communicating? Why are they? And we we have to know that sometimes unconsciously, subconsciously, not intended, we told them find your find attention somewhere else. Find find yeah. find find what you're looking for somewhere else, and then it, it comes back in ways that we didn't intend. So, thank you for sharing um, this. I'm so with you, Ashantia. I love that. And, um, you know, what we end up doing is we end up triggering these very deep programs that are running in all of us. <laughs> They're programs. <laughs> They're programs. Oh, my gosh. Well, listen, I, 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 everything you, is there any last thing you want to say? Because I think we, we, we could, I could talk for way more time. So I'm telling you, I'm super excited about this. And, and I have like, 25 post-its here that are trying to just I, I hope I can read them later because I was just like trying to just write in the in the context of like feeling this right and uh, I appreciate this and um, um, let me just hope, have one more thought I mean yeah. I could go on and Shanti um, you know people often ask me where do I start mm. so let me just start you know give that one kind of insight yeah if you ask yourself the question when do your best ideas come to you? And and then you honestly answer it. So let me just ask that to you, Ashanti. When do your best ideas come to you? Yeah. Kind of like in two parts. Like one, somebody, I'll be working with a parent or working with a teacher or an administrator, and they will be talking about what's going on with their students. And I'll be like, and some idea will come. Like, like, yeah. like in the service of others, like in this way that's like, oh, I never even thought about that before. And I'll be telling them, like, actually, I just made that up right now because in my mind, like things were just becoming like in the service. Um, and then I think other times when I'm like out in the garden or like I, I like plants. So I'll be like working on plants and I got my hands all dirty and I'm like, I need to write that down. And I'm like trying to like find like where I could write this note because I had this idea about what if, what if, what if. So kind of like in those two places, I'm in in this place of being just out of my mind, like nature, like by the ocean. You know, I live in the West Coast, so I, I can, you know, go to the ocean and just, or the bay and at least just l- look at the water. Um, most of the time there, I'm real relaxed. I don't think I come up with a whole lot of epiphanies there. Usually it's in the, in like when I'm in doing something, you know? So then um, if you want to increase your creativity and you're probably aware of that, you spend more time doing those two things. Mm. Spend more time in the garden, spend more time speaking to people and just having that conversation. I mean, that's probably why you you run this podcast because these ideas pop into your mind. 
yeah. and and that's it. So, what is it? What is a masterpiece? Well, a masterpiece is an act of creation, mm. and and the secret of creating it is to be able to stay in that state, which is actually our natural state. Mm. See, it's not like you get into it; you are it. That's right. You are yeah. it. That's right. And the way that you realize you are it is by spending more time in that space, in the space of doing the things that you love most, in the space where your best ideas come to you. Just mm. extend that time. So if it's lying in bed in the morning, just set your alarm off a little bit earlier or lie in bed a little bit later. That's that's <laughs> it's almost like of course but i've i've actually never thought of it like that right like when i was telling you this morning like oh you should supposed to get out and go to work as opposed to being resting because i'm supposed to start work at eight o'clock as opposed to like when i would rather just be kind of in this other state right where would i feel my most and I'm, I'm actually this is this is man Perfect, perfectly timed in the context of my own life. And so um, this is just the beginning of our conversations. I, I have a feeling. And I think our young men, the work that we're going to do this Thursday, talking to young men about connection and intimacy and brotherhood. And I think I'm going I'm to propose that question to them. Like, where do you come up with your best ideas? Like, and like, and I'm going to have them just jot it down on a post-it and I'm going to, I'm gonna I'm I'm send you a message this week after we talk to them and and see how can we over the, they have a two week break you know holiday break is coming up how can we encourage them to be in those states more often because someone will be like oh in my video games and I and I would say well are you thinking about the game or are you thinking about like other ideas right because I, I I know some of my young people so trying to like preempt those answers right like ideas about things not like creative strategy of, of of winning not that like ideas about other stuff you know so anyway i'm excited about this uh this thursday conversation well let me let me know how you get on and and i'll just add one more clue here i'm sure you're going to do it this thursday but it's a clue for anyone else so anyone else is welcome to take that question and take it out to their community all i ask not for me but for your own success yeah. is you just mention who you heard that from yeah why yeah. because that's the way that source energy flows yeah. i don't need the credit yeah. i don't need that but source energy only flows through the person who sourced it so if yeah. you don't do that you got to smack up the backside and it, mm. the energy doesn't flow so it's just a <clears throat> to help you because yeah. I, I want you know my vision is that all of us are creating our masterpieces Oh man! Right, ten thousand of creating masterpieces. I'm actually, and that I'm actually, people. oh man! Thank you for saying that because I think I've seen I've seen that so many times in the mask, right? And the mask movement, right? Where you, where I would, where somebody would say, "Hey, you know what? Oh, I I did this before. I made this with my students." And I'm like, "Oh, did you did you save the masks? Did you save?" And they said, "No." And I really feel that like block right there is like the only thing we've we give it away. And the only thing we've been asking is that you just save the, the mask so that we can see the impact we're having around the world. And oftentimes, every time someone comes up and says, oh, yeah, we did this. And I didn't know. Oh, we didn't save the masks. And you're just like, 
<laughs> I feel my heart. I feel like a, I feel it. I feel it. I wish I didn't feel it. I wish I'd be like, oh, okay. I'm always like, oh, I don't say it out loud. It's in my, it's in, it's behind the mask, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, because it's, it's the it. offering to the world and you want to see that the yeah. work is meaning something out there. Like, like yeah. you want to not only hear it because that's great, but to see, oh, there and there and there they're being inspired by this and they're like that's the i so i appreciate you saying that and naming that because that's thing is a huge important piece so um yeah your, your name that is insight, forever. yeah that insight actually i should say comes from my my friend and partner a guy called peter koenig k-o-e-n-i-g amazing guy um i could say so much about him he spent his life basically looking at our relationship to money. But that's a that's a, another conversation. Mm. More about source work, um, big big stuff. Um, taught me a, he's taught me a whole load of stuff. Well, I imagine that's my next con- that's that's my that's my January work. So we go. <laughs> that's for this work on this desk in the room, and then next year we go work on on the on the on the cashola, right? So, man, brother Alexander. I am so, so excited to be having, have had this conversation with you. And I think uh, it's just the beginning to yeah, opportunity for too. learning and creating this masterpiece of what we're trying to build in the world. So I will be, I will be in touch and I'll put all the links to all everything you know, you named in the show notes so people can find you there. And uh, we look forward to the, the next steps in this connection. Awesome. Likewise, hey, thank you so much for having me, Ashanti. Oh, I'm so glad to have you. Folks, listen, Alexander and I kind of talked about our masks here publicly. You can make your mask anonymously. You can go to millionmask.org and make your mask anonymously. No one will know it's you, but you help to move the energy forward in the work that we're doing. If you're experiencing this, you're learning about this, I encourage you to to, to share the source. Like that is such a beautiful way of saying it. And I think I thank you for, for naming it in that way, um, Alexander. Um, and so folks, we wish you all the best uh, as we're approaching December holiday season. You know, everyone doesn't feel December is the same way. So as you're navigating whatever comes up and arises for you, as all the lights and trees and music comes out of the the, the storage boxes, we invite you to keep touching in and taking pace, taking care of your heart um, during this time in this season. So wish you all the best with that. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Alexander, for being here with us. Thank and we'll see you all soon. Right on. Cheers. Taking Off the Mask podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the Taking Off the Mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five-star review, and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement on 11-11-22. That's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care, and we'll see you soon.